Welcome to Color Decoded, a podcast about colors inspired by the work from shows at the Community Library of DeWitt and Jamesville's Art Gallery. This program uses art education for the blind's guidelines for describing art. For more information, please visit www.artbeyondsight.org slash handbook slash acs guidelines.shtml. I'm Erin Ann. Our program begins now. Photographic Heron Drinking at Sunset by Herm Card depicts the silhouette of a heron, its beak slipping into the water at the edge of a bank of a river or stream, centered in the field, and framed by the oranges and reds of a brilliant sunset. The image is so crisp that a visitor can make out insects on the surface of the water. The subject is flanked by two additional reflections of birds descending from the far bank onto the calm water. There are a few ripples here and there of lighter orange crossing the reflections and the open water. Today we will take inspiration from this piece and tackle two questions. How does the sky get its colors and how have artists replicated the color of the sky for their own purposes? First, let's talk about all the colors that the sky can be. From moment to moment, the sky may appear blue, gray, pink, white, green, and even black at night. Pictures taken on the moon show a black sky. In the vacuum of space, all light flees from our sight except for the objects that produce or reflect light like stars, dust clouds, and planets. The difference between there, the moon, and here, the earth, is the atmosphere. And indeed, the sky is colored during the day because of the blanket of minute particles that surrounds the earth. But where do the colors come from? The composition of the atmosphere and physics is the answer. Sometimes when there are bigger particles in the air, like dust, water droplets, pollution, or pollen, These particles scatter all wavelengths more evenly and can appear lighter or whiter. This is called my-scattering, M-I-E. Blue and violet light have the shortest wavelengths and therefore scatter more easily than the longer wavelengths of red, orange, and so on when they interact with the atmosphere. The sky does not look violet because our eyes are more sensitive to blues than violets. Other colors are produced from the same phenomena. At dawn and dusk, the observer is further away from the sun. Longer red and orange wavelengths of light do not scatter as easily, and therefore they are able to make it through more layers of atmosphere to reach us without being deflected. This is called Raleigh scattering, R-A-Y-L-E-I-G-H. Red sky at morning, sailors take warning. 
Red sky at night, sailor's delight, is a common saying that has existed for thousands of years. It suggests that the clouds gathering on the western horizon when the sun comes up could preclude bad weather later that day. Conversely, clouds on the eastern horizon as the sun sets with a clear sky overhead could suggest nice weather for a few hours or more. With all the color variation, how can we discern the sky's exact color? Well, we can take a photograph or use our words. Sometimes it can be best to compare against a standard. Before the modern era of color photography, we developed standards for describing the color of the sky in remote locations or for study. Cyanometers were the tool that was used to do this and could be used to record the shade of the sky to be used for later publication or in a visual depiction of an important event. Invented by Horace Benedict de Saussure and Alexander von Humboldt in the 18th century, cyanometers have only blue shades on them, so could only measure the one shade against a seemingly ever-shifting and often not strictly blue sky. It's right in the name, kyanos was the ancient Greek word for dark blue from which the word cyanometer was coined. Kyanos has become the root of many English words, including cyanide, which was first isolated from the Prussian blue pigment, the same pigment that is often used to create cyanometers. Originally, Prussian blue may have been synthesized when a Swiss dye maker named Diesbach accidentally mixed animal blood with the components to make a cochineal red dye. He produced blue iron ferrocyanide instead of the red salt of aluminum he was expecting. How have artists recreated the color of the sky? Prussian blue was a popular oil paint. Antwerp blue was the watercolor version of Prussian blue. Cerulean is probably the most poetic term for the blue of the sky and was the name of paint synthesized from copper and cobalt used by Picasso. Pure cobalt blue was a synthetic pigment used in ceramics, glass, and paints, even though it is poisonous if ingested. Cobalt blue is prized for its color fastness. It would not change hue easily, even over the centuries. Watercolorist John Varley listed cobalt blue as a good substitute for ultramarine for painting skies. Ultramarine was a very, very expensive dye made from lapis lazuli stone. Varley writes in his list of colors from 1818, used as a substitute for ultramarine in its brightness of color and superior when used in skies and other objects which require even tints used occasionally in retrieving the brightness of those tints when too heavy, capable by its superior brilliancy and contrast to subdue the brightness of other blues. Now we will take a brief sponsor break to talk about who keeps this show going. This podcast is sponsored by the Community Library of DeWitt and Jamesville. 
Situated due east of Syracuse, New York, the library offers convenient, friendly, modern services to its patrons. The library features a fully equipped children's discovery center and collections adjacent to a locally and historically significant mural by artist Elliot Matisse. The library has an art gallery featuring shows on a rotating schedule. Additionally, the library offers ebook, audiobook, music, and streaming video collections. The library's makerspace houses their digital production equipment, including this microphone, hardware, and software that are used to make this podcast. For more information, call or stop by or visit us online at cldnj.org. We look forward to meeting you. Color photography, digital images, and standard digital colors makes recreating the exact colors of the sky a snap. In the HTML color system, there are three named options for the sky. Deep sky blue, light sky blue, and the original sky blue, which is 87CEEB. Azure is also an option. It's a very light pale blue. White smoke is included as well as F5, F5, F5. The dusk colors we see in Heron Drinking at Sunset are closest to the chocolate hue and orange red in the HTML color system. I now would like to talk about a cool color tool, which is a new segment I'd like to introduce. I want to talk about the Palette Cam app. I use an iPhone to take pictures a lot of times. I often use Palette Cam to get the HTML color values for specific areas of a picture. I'd like to share with you a perhaps surprising statistic. I have nine color palettes in my Palette Cam app currently, and seven of them feature the sky very prominently. I'll call it big sky energy. It's sunsets or very, very blue sky days or interesting cloud formations, things like that. I actually often use sunset photographs for my phone background as well. I think it's very soothing and beautiful. Let's just pick three here. So I have this pretty image of the sky that was taken from the library parking lot. And the best blue, I think, is this one. I have the RGB color values and the hex, which is 8AAED6. So here's a good one. FC8C54. This one's a little bit salmon orangey. There was a really cool cloud formation over South Campus Mountain of SU. It's a great orange color. And then here is a great clouds over Onondaga Lake picture. Uh, Beautiful grays and blues. Here's a good one. 96B4D6. So I could take that and I could use it for other art things that I do personally. This app is really good for getting palettes off of these pictures for inspiration in my own pixel art and cross-stitch designs. 
can download the Palette Cam app. Um, I got it from the App Store. I can only imagine it is compatible with other types of devices. You can import your images into the app and you can click around on the image and it will generate the hex value and the RGB values. So you can take those colors and use them in your own art or use them for a project you wanna do or just know what the colors are. And that's a wrap. For further reading, I would like to recommend The Secret Language of Color by Joanne Ekstut and Ariel Ekstut. There are some beautiful sky pictures on page 60 and 61 and a great explanation of how rainbows form. If you would like to read more about the meaning and uses of color, visit the Art We Heart list on the Community Library Goodreads account, where there's a wide array of color-related volumes. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Color Decoded. The theme song is by Ember's Tide. Episodes are released on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. This episode was recorded with a snowball microphone in Group Meeting Room A, both available for public use at the Community Library of DeWitt and Jamesville. We still have our community art project going on in the lobby. We are creating a art image through uh, little stickers, kind of like pixel art. It's really fun. I did some just the other day. We invite you to visit the library and our art gallery, and we will chat with you again on the next installment of Color Decoded. Decoded.